0: Welcome everybody to another edition of the Go 247 podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni and Glenn. Uh, it's been an eventful past couple weeks, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, for July, absolutely. Um, you know, this is usually kind of the downtime, I think, for a lot of people, but not really for the recruiting sites and not not really for us. But yeah, it's been an uh, eventful last couple weeks. And, you know, I think there's still some stuff to come as we'll kind of touch on but yeah it's been a really uh, really interesting kind of first 11 days for the month
0: yeah and uh you know sunny tried going on vacation and uh that 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 didn't can't get off it. to a great start <laughs> so <laughs> can't do it man can't do it hopefully hopefully he's doing better now uh yeah. over there so uh but we'll we'll hold it down we have a fun uh recruiting podcast you know like i said it's been a like we said it's been a very busy first 10 days to the month and more is on the horizon we'll get into that as well but glenn let's start with this run because we knew going into the month that there was an opportunity for LSU to um i don't want to say take a step forward but make significant inroads with this 2023 class specifically because in the past couple months it's been like all right where are the commits you know they started I don't want to say losing out, but they started, other players started going elsewhere, and there was some concern building up, and understandably so when you get to this point, and they had, you know, only a handful of commits, but we see, I'll I'll list them all real quick. Uh, We start with Jackson Howard on the first, Joshua Mickens on the third, Deshaun Womack, Deron Reed, and Ashton Stamps on the fourth, Xavier Atkins, who's a 2024, uh, on the fifth, Jeremiah Hughes on the seventh, Jalen Brown on the eighth, and Whit Weeks on the ninth. So we had that run, and that moves that 2023 class up to ninth in the country and also ninth in average rating. What what were your overall thoughts just from a general perspective on, on this run?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, nine players in 11 days really kind of did solidify a, a good chunk of this class and kind of a, a really kind of retooling uh, of this class. You kind of mentioned they were kind of on the top 40 looking in for – you know, much of the early start of this class. And, and you know, with all the recent commits, you know, you, you kind of jump into that top 10 conversation. And, um, look, I was really impressed. I mean, uh, we, we kind of heard some rumblings about how they thought the month of June went for them. You know, they had a lot of guys on campus in June. Obviously, all those camps as well for, you know, guys like Stamps. And, uh, you know, I think Mickens was on campus as well. I mean, just mm-hmm. they, they, Jackson Howard was on campus. I mean, just they, they had a, a really nice kind of, run here where you know I think you know kind of built some 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 good faith and build some good good vibes around the program kind of heading into the fall here um, and it doesn't sound like it's slowing down I mean we've kind of heard some some stuff on you know a couple of the guys in the 2024 class actually just wrote uh, something on the 2024 class and kind of the early hype around that that group of, uh, of players and guys that LSU's targeting and so um, you know, I think it's just a, a really great momentum ride that they're they're kind of on right now. And, um, you know, kind of when you get on these little streaks, I think it starts to pick up steam and kind of what you were you know, writing about over the weekend as well. You know, the social media presence has been huge the last several days. Uh, you got players, uh, you know, tweeting out the Shelton stays stuff. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit yeah, later. We'll but... that. Um, you know, I think the the overall vibes around the recruiting process has been really good these last several weeks. And I think players are starting to take notice. And um, I think it kind of, you know, kind of helps. It's it's not obviously a, a huge element, but it's a, it's a key component into why I think some of these players wanted to announce uh, when they did. And so now you got to continue to ride it out. And obviously you still got, you know, five months until signing period, the early signing period. And so now that you have some of these guys on board and you kind of have a good trajectory of where your class sits at the moment, uh, you got to continue to recruit them and uh, hope you can get pen to paper in December.
0: Yeah, obviously there's still a ways to go, but I want to start with the defensive line because that was the whole thing for us coming into the month was like, all right, which one of these defensive linemen do they end up getting? And obviously, the, you know, it was like within three days, they got these four, Jackson, Howard, Sean, Womack, um, Joshua Mickens and Daron Reed, all four-star guys that um, are uh, top 250 in the country, uh, regardless of position. When you look at those four specifically, are you looking at one or two that really stand out to you, or is it just like a overall haul that's really just a great job from Jamar Kane?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, look, Jamar Kane obviously, you know, he dipped in really all over the country to go get these guys. I mean, you, know, you talk about Howard's from Minnesota. Ah, uh, Womack's from the in Maryland area. Uh, Mickens is an Indianapolis guy, and then Reed is all the way in Georgia. So, you know, I think it's been really an impressive kind of streak for 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 Coach Kane, uh, the defensive line coach, who obviously has a lot of great recruiting roots. You know, kind of spread throughout the country, um, and this was a, a really good start and kind of a good first building blocks for his first class here as a as a defensive line coach you know i think a lot of these guys are very similar in size and stature you know i think they they really wanted to attack uh you know that that kind of profile of a you know speedy edge rusher i i could see really you know three of these guys playing out on the edge i think they're they're yeah. fast and they got you know enough physique to them to where they can you know, make, make a really big impact on the edge. I think Howard and Womack and and uh, and Nickens are all guys that you could see kind of slide to the outside. And, you know, I think one of the big things with LSU is that, you know, look after this year, you're, you're probably going to lose Ali Gay, probably going to lose B.J. Ogilary. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to lose, you know, a couple of good veterans on that group. Um, and you're you're going to return, obviously, with Mason Smith and with, um, you know, uh, uh, uh Pen, uh Quincy Wiggins and a couple other guys yeah, but um you know Jacqueline Roy's is another guy you can throw in who could possibly leave after this year so you've got to do a really good job of replacing these these players and you got to get versatile you got to get guys who are going to be able to fill in their bodies a little bit when they get to campus and um you know I really like this mix I, I kind of vision you know Reed he's kind of a little bit bigger of a guy you know 270 280 get him into the 300 range when he gets to campus and maybe he can slide inside and be an athletic interior guy for you. So uh, lots of different directions they can go with this group, but it's a, it's a great overall haul I think for, for, for coach Kane to kind of get to play with the future of this group a little bit.
0: Yeah. And that was the whole thing with, kane coming in was how he's recruited so many different parts of the country uh to this point obviously it was at oklahoma before which uh, you know does a lot of texas stuff but has you know recruited a bunch of places especially when they were under lincoln riley and you look at louisiana as a state uh this year and there's not a four-star you know defensive defensive lineman really um, at least in the top 15, right? And so you don't have that standout guy that you're like, all right, this is, they have to get this defensive end. They have to get this defensive lineman. And obviously that was a whole concern, a whole different conversation coming into the month. It's like, you know, are they going to recruit Louisiana? If they don't recruit Louisiana, how are they going to build, build that foundation? Well, in years like this, where there might not be at a specific position you know, players of the caliber of Jackson Howard and Sean Womack and so on and so forth. That's why you have a guy like Jamar Kane who has this type of experience and can do this. Like this is what separates those type of recruiters from the guys who can just recruit their pipeline, just recruit their state. And no. that's to Absolutely. me just a huge, a huge boost uh, for this defense moving forward. So yeah, the defense line is where I wanted to start because it's just a huge um it's a huge win for, for this, for this team. And I'm, I'm not sure if they're done yet on the defense line. I could see them maybe going after one or two more uh, up front here, and especially now that there's not a cap on the 25. So with that being said, um, the, I wanted to talk about, do uh, you, you have anything else on the defensive line before we keep going?
1: Not really defensive line oriented. I mean, just, you know, looking at the class I and mean, 12 of the 14 guys are out of state. And I mean, I think that just kind of speaks yeah. to the overall thought process so far of, these coaches, you know, you talked about, you know, Cortez Hankton going out and getting a, you know, guy out of Florida. I mean, there's there's just a lot of, you know, the, the mixture of guys right now is not really in state oriented. And I think that LSU will get to a place this, you know, offseason and, and into the season where they do target a little bit more of the Louisiana guys moving forward. But, um, you know, right now, when you're in the summer months and you can. You know, obviously, have that freedom to go recruit out of state, and, and and obviously, you know, be able to bring in players, you know, during these summer months as well. Uh, I think it's no, you know, kind of no, no, no worries and, and no kind of no problems why they're they're doing that approach right right now in, in these months.
0: Yeah, and and like we talked about before, I mean, we don't need to beat beat a dead horse, but they got off to such a you know they there's a new snap new staff coming in for the 2023 class. We kind of expected them to be a little bit more out of state oriented coming into it so that's not a huge shock to us it is still it makes it even more impressive that they're able to get these type of guys and that leads me to Jalen Brown the five-star receiver that Cortez Hankton and company were able to get uh, committed uh, just a couple of days ago because we looked at this class and we're like all right Shelton Sampson is well again we'll talk about him in a second but Shelton Sampson is the one that you have to keep right that's Baton Rouge Catholic like five-star receiver he has to be lsu after him i was not sure about where they were going to go at receiver because while yeah there's some you know th- three-star guys they could bring in i had thrown out different names you know they didn't um you know there was like carnell tate who i never really thought they were going to get but he was the name to Petaway ends up in point oklahoma you got on a list of players and you're just like i'm not really sure they they obviously omario miller goes to nebraska which you can say that's by the staff's choice or his choice whatever it was like, where's the second receiver going to come from here? And it ends up coming in the form of Jalen Brown from Florida, uh, basically stealing from Miami. And I, this came out of nowhere for me.
1: Um, what What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I kind of echo that sentiment. I mean, you know, Miami's been on such a recruiting hot streak as well. It wouldn't yep. have been very surprising to see him land with Miami, but. Um, I think just the timing of it, you know, obviously mixed in with all these other great players that LSU was able to land on that you know Fourth of July weekend. I think he's, you know, like I said, it doesn't play a huge factor in it, but I think he looks around and he sees kind of the the hot streak that LSU's on, and kind of wants to add that fuel to the fire. I'm, I'm not saying I know that played a big factor into his making that decision when he did, but um, you know, it 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 just kind of adds a little extra fire to kind of the, the momentum that LSU had been building there and um, obviously a, a really, really f- phenomenal talent, uh, just a great athlete, a guy who you know runs, you know, in that 10-5, 10-6 range of the, the 100-yard dash. I mean, he's just a really uh, explosive guy and a guy who can – you know, I think come in and really contribute early in his career, whether it's on special teams or in kind of a reduced, you know, role on the offense and kind of build his way, build his body up and build it into a an SEC caliber receiver. But um, yeah, just a tremendous addition. I think, you know, obviously we talked, we'll, we'll touch on Samson more in a bit, but you got to keep him. And, um, you know, kind of when you look at this LSU offense moving forward, there's a, a great you know, group of, of sophomores this year. Um, but there's also kind of a an overload uh, of sophomores to where you're not sure exactly who's going to be back with that group next year. You know, there's only one football and, you know, like four or five positions. So, um, you know, it could, you know, very, very well wind up being a situation where LSU needs to replace a couple of guys. And um, obviously with, you know, a guy like Kayshawn Boutte moving on, probably you got Dre Jenkins, he's an older vet out there. Um you know, there, there's there's going to be some, I think, some overhaul that you're going to need with this receiver group, and uh, obviously bringing in a guy like Jalen Brown would, was going to is going to be huge for this future of this position. I love you using the "there's only one
0: football," like like it's a basketball, like. Yep. <laughs> it's such a, it's always a basketball thing. He's like, "There's only <laughs>
1: one ball." You know, I don't know how James Harden. Oh, I mean, could especially won, but... for like receivers, man. Like, yeah. you only get so many opportunities in in a, in a you know a game and in a season. You got to make the most of them, and so. You know, I think for, sure. for a lot of these super talented players, you know you got to really think about what what's my role looking like moving forward. And so LSU being able to restock at that position, obviously a great great you know kind of tradition here they've established in the last eleven or twelve years of 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 elite receivers. It's going to be uh, really important to bring guys like Jalen Brown into the program and continuing to build up that that legacy.
0: Yeah, and also Kyle Parker from Lovejoy. Uh, Yeah. Texas uh, three-star
1: guy. Another speedy guy guy. though. Like there's a profile there. They want speed. They want guys who are going to be able to, I think, get in space. And, uh, you know, it's all cliche that we've heard, you know, really since the Joe Burrow days is, you know, we want to get our athletes in space and we want to get them the ball. And, you know, if you're a speedy receiver, that's certainly an avenue to helping you get, get open. So. And, and not for nothing,
0: I think this receiver class was so important because last year's was only Landon Ibieta and Kyron Lacey, right? right? Like those are the only two. So if not saying that those two aren't good, I think they're both, and I'm I'm, I'm actually really high on Landon Ibeeta. Um, but I think they're both going to be good. But, you know, obviously Shelton Sampson and um, Jalen Brown are those five-star type of guys that you were. Like you expect them to come and
1: be like, Future,
0: you know, top two, top three round draft picks, like those are the type of guys that
1: you're looking at there. So, um, that's too. Yeah, you you want to see some early contributions from those guys too, and 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 you know get get some get something from them early in their careers.
0: Yeah, Uh, let's jump to defense. Uh, Well, we already went defense line, but let's go cornerback here because they pick up two corners: Ashton Stamps and Jeremiah Hughes, both 2023s, both three star guys. Uh, I saw. I know we both saw a lot of Ashton Stamps in camp, and I was very, very impressed with him. I thought him as like a high three-star guy was um, it was a fair range for him. I don't know where exactly he falls. I think he falls in the 86 or so range um, off the top of my head. Um, but I was really impressed with him and Cam, and I saw the potential there. And that's why it makes sense to me why LSU would take this type of flyer, this type of guy, I mean, out of Metairie, I just I I like this pickup a lot for them. Um, I know it's not going to be the 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 standout guy like Dalen Austin. I know Dalen Austin is is the one everyone's going to point to when they look at this cornerback class. But Ashton Stamps is a guy at six feet tall that I thought displayed a lot of athleticism and a lot of potential uh, in camp. So I'll start with him. I didn't um, Jeremiah Hughes. I'm not as familiar with. So if you have anything on him, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so you know, with Stamps, you know, the thing that I came away with is he's very fluid, he's a very fluid runner. Um, he kind of just glides through the air, and there's you know, some corners that kind of get a little, you know, I don't know, hippie chalky. is there, if the yeah, he's a little, yes, yeah, chalky a little bit, and just uh, yeah. uh, it's kind of hard to uh, you know, really figure out what you know, kind of the future looks like for him. But I think a guy like Stamps is a guy who can. Um, you know, obviously the one thing you got to do with this cornerback room is, is rebuild. I mean, they are Mm -hmm. bringing in transfers for this season. They're bringing in obviously guys who, you know, are, are not, you know, hugely, you know, rated. Um, You know, you got a lot of opportunities here for, for I think a lot of players in this cornerback room this year, and you got to start building out the future because, the room could get very bare very quickly here. So, yes. um, you know, I do think it's going to be very important that LSU continues to attack this position group. I think it's something that, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if LSU brings in one or two more corners in this class. I mean, I think they just need it for depth purposes. Um, just looking at what the, you know, kind of the the class and the and the room looks like moving forward. So, um, yeah, a guy like Stamps is obviously a a, a big big time recruit. Um, you know, Hugh uh, Jeremiah Hughes is, is another guy that you know, like. You, I we didn't see a whole lot of him. I don't think he was camping with with LSU this this summer, but um, he he did come in. I think he um, he's he's a very bright bright guy, very bright uh, young man, and I think he's going to be able to help uh, with this kind of retooling in this cornerback room. But um, you know, kind of out of the Las Vegas area, Bishop Gorman High School. That's obviously a big program out there. Um, and you know a guy who I think you know can really help uh, the future of the the room. So uh, good start, and I don't think they're done. I think you know obviously with with Dalen Austin, that's a big big time player as well. But um, you know I I think you got at least lead with with four or five guys. I think in this recruiting class alone. No,
0: definitely, definitely. I mean, you meant you hit a nail on the head. I mean, with the amount of transfer they bring in at corner, I mean basically all five, no four of their five DBs are going to be seniors, and then. Um, I think the only one not is Makai Garner, who's a junior, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, you got got eight older players across the board here. So
1: uh, that's what I mentioned. I mean, you got you got young guys like Demarius McGee and, uh, you know, uh, the the freshman Jalen uh, Robinson, Jalen Davis Robinson, who's obviously a, a, you know, a summer addition. So. I mean they're they got some guys coming in but you I think you really you really need to load up on corner just to really feel good about your future in the secondary and yeah. um, kind of get it on par with the safety position cuz I do think the safety's position is a little bit deeper and a little bit more just you know a little bit better aligned for the future than than the cornerback room is right now.
0: Man, not for nothing. I mean, I feel like they could use some nickels as well. Just, uh, I mean, yep. some nickel, some guys to fill in. I know nickel corner is kind of an afterthought because you could slide safeties down, you can move corners in. Like, that's kind of the way it goes, like we saw with Cordell Flot. But, you know, I they they lost Flot and they brought in transfer Brooks, who's a senior. And so, I mean,
1: Sage Ryan could also play in the exactly. slot. He played a little bit in the slot last year, so yeah. you can see him certainly playing some more there.
0: All right. Um, to wrap up this string of commitments, we got two linebackers here. Um, 2024 is Xavier Atkins, who flipped from Missouri to LSU, and then three-star Whit Weeks, who is the brother of West Weeks, who transferred from Virginia to LSU this past summer. Which one do you want to start with
1: here? Where where do you want to
0: go with this?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess we can start with the brother, the, the Whit yeah. Weeks addition. We stick with the 2023 class, obviously a uh, you know uh, you know uh, legacy play here. I think LSU you know really was. Was in on him, you know, at the early start of the summer when they when they were able to sign his brother West and bring him aboard as well. Um, he just had a good feeling about it, but you know, Wit is I think a little bit of an underrated prospect. You know, I've watched a little bit of film on him, and he's a he's a tackling machine, man. He he can really get after it. He's uh, obviously a, a Georgia kid, a guy who plays uh, you know extremely physical, tough. Um, you know, kind of a, a really good prototypical linebacker. He's already got really good size um, for, 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 you know, rising senior. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, that's another great, you know, kind of addition. Obviously you got a guy like Harold Perkins, who, you know, is going to be kind of the future of that room, I think, in terms of just what you hope to get out of him in the next couple of years. Um, they have a couple of inside guys and, you know, Sampa and Philip Webb, guys like that who haven't really, you know, panned out, hadn't had a whole lot of playing time in their first couple of years with the mm-hmm. program. But, um, you know, I think the the future of that room is uh, a little bit a little bit brighter than it was before. I think you you obviously got a guy like Mike Jones and uh, Greg Penn, who was Mario a, Tolan as well. Mario Toland is another really good one to throw in there as well. Um, you know, I, I I do think there are some guys here for the next two or three years you can really rely on. Um, but I, I do also think you're going to need to maybe add one or two more. I mean, look, I think the you know, it, with with the restrictions lifted, I think there is really no wrong direction to go if you, as long as you know, kind of who's leaving the program, who might, uh, you might, you know, dip into the portal and get. If you have a good sense of what your numbers are going to look like after the season, um, you know, I think there's 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 no harm in, in going over that twenty five number. And yeah. you know, Brian Polian really talked with us about it back in like the spring that they 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 were really hoping for that you know, 25-man restriction to get lifted for the next couple of years just to allow not only just just their program to get back on, you know, kind of equal footing with what their future looks like and planning for the future and not having to really rely heavily on the transfer portal where you're bringing in, you know, 15 guys every year from the portal. So, um, you know, really important to land guys like Witt Weeks, guys who, you know, might fly a little bit under the radar right now but could catch, you know, catch fire during their senior seasons and rise up boards. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me one bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, we see three stars all the time come in and contribute fairly fairly soon. Uh, so uh we'll we'll see how that goes, but yeah, that's the rundown of of that the past 9 days, 10 days basically. Uh now let's get into Shelton Sampson because we t- we've previewed him a bit, you know, we've teased him a little bit. It was Stay Shelton what was a hashtag for a bit and to me, I didn't think and so you are obviously you know more than i do so i I want to defer to you here but are we is there a sense that he's even going to be committing anytime soon or is this kind of just a play to be like hey man we're we're still here we're still in in the picture don't forget about us here and obviously i think there's an expectation that he commits to lsu there's a hope amongst fans but he's still being recruited by i'm sure uh, i know florida state was was in heavy uh, I think Bama as well was in on him so yeah uh, with those two still in the picture I think there's still a whole I think there's a understanding that we can't just assume that we're safe we have to continue to go all out to try to get him
1: yeah I mean that's really kind of an unprecedented thing I mean we were I mean I was just looking you know just you know kind of had the tweet deck thing pulled up on you know for the afternoon and you know, you see like 15 to 20 different LSU players put this Shelton stays up. I mean, you know, it's one thing for, you know, kind of the LSU recruiting staff to do it and, you know, maybe a couple of recruits from the class to do it. But I mean, you had some really high profile LSU players like John Emery and uh, Mike Jones Jr. I mean, just a lot of, a lot of the kind of the more fresh faces that you see around this program, kind of more recognizable faces, putting that tweet out and, you know, I think it just kind of points to where this program hopes to be. Uh, you know, contending. You know, letting the local guys know the local big prospects that that are in this state that they're very valued. They want them. They want them to be a part of the the future of what they're building here. And so, uh, yeah, that was very interesting kind of uh, afternoon. I we were kind of all texting back and forth in the fray, like, "Oh my gosh, do you think he's going to pull a a surprise commitment here?" And so, um, you know, we'll we'll be prepared if something happens, but. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's imminent. You know, we talked a little bit with Sonny, kind of reached out with a couple of people with the program. And, you know, I think it was just kind of more recruitment related, more of a friendly, you know, hey, we we, we want you kind of deal. And, um, you know, obviously, Samson was a guy who you know, visited Alabama back in June. He visited Florida State. Um, but he's been on LSU's campus a lot, too. So, I mean, he's obviously a You know, Catholic Baton Rouge guy. And, um, you know, LSU has some good success of bringing those guys in. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was a great player from that program, Catholic. And so, um, you know, they, they, I think that's kind of the more trajectory of what we're thinking here. I'm not sure if it's an imminent commitment from him. Uh, Could be wrong. Could, he could pull a 180 on us and commit within the next couple hours. But, um, you know, I I do think that LSU is in a good spot with him and um, they're going to continue to recruit him hard. I just I'm just sitting here thinking about the
0: possibility of them getting Samson and Brown and that would that a great be a class absurd. Yeah. Like that single handedly, it would just take this class to a different level. Because I and you know, and we I did a class prediction, Sunny done his class predictions. Like <clears throat> we all had Shelton Samson in there, but it was like, all right, well, how many like this looks like it's gonna be it looked like it was gonna be more of like a a real solid class across the board, you know, like one with like 18 four stars like a, like a really really solid class to get those two that is ohio state level receiver recruiting and obviously you know ohio, for those who don't know Ohio state has the number two and number three receivers in this class in 2023 for lsu to get brown and samson if that's what ends up happening that like five cannot, and
1: six right now i think it would be like four and five,
0: five. Four and five. Four okay and five that cannot be understated how impressive that would be like that is going to be that If that ends up happening, it will be um, just a complete difference maker to, for this program, to bring those two in, if that's, if that's what ended up happening. Like I said, it's Ohio State level, right? We all know Ohio State is basically has dominated the, receiver, the wide receiver scene the past few years. That's no secret. LSU will firmly plant its flag and be like, yeah, we are here too. And that's a huge, huge deal for a staff that just got here.
1: To take, yeah, uh, absolutely take. big recruiting win. I mean, it would be kind of on par with you know that class a couple of years ago that featured Thomas and Hilton as the two five stars, and you know, you fill them out with a Jack Besh and you know, with a Deion Smith, and and, yep. and and kind of down the line there. But you know, yeah, I mean, look, that would be obviously a tremendous haul for the future of this offense, and you know, I think bring a little bit more of a you know, sigh of relief in terms of just the you know, the program not being able to quote-unquote recruit you know big-time talent so um you know i, I do think that you know is is is, is going to be a, a huge factor moving forward
0: all right we talked about Shelton sampson uh two other names that i want to mention that we kind of touched on a bit uh 2024 athlete jojo stone announced his commitment i believe that's at six o'clock central time today yeah. and then monday. Uh, tw- monday
1: july 11th we'll, we'll yeah, just have monday, that time frame up just to there you in go. In case people catch the pot a little later, but yeah,
0: yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're recording this on Monday. I think I'll have this up soon after we were done. But yes, yeah, Monday, July eleventh, and then uh, Tuesday, Caleb Jackson, twenty twenty three, running back, um, announces his commitment. I believe that's at in the morning. I don't remember. We're yeah. we're going through it. I don't remember the time. We're going to.
1: I think it's 11-30. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm not sure if the schedule commits on twenty four seven or Eastern time. I think they are. So it's probably ten thirty. Yeah, I think it's ten thirty we'll get there at 10:30 just to be safe and um but yeah we'll be yeah, out we there a little earlier well, maybe a little <laughs> earlier than 10:30 but yeah we'll we'll be there for it and we'll be covering it um we'll get some video maybe grab a quick interview if we can and um you know get that up on the on the board and on the site but um yeah i mean look i think you know we we kind of you know expected i think a little bit of maybe a a, a, a small fall in terms of maybe the guys that they, that they would want to bring in moving forward, you know, in terms of, you know, the next couple of weeks, you know, I didn't think, I don't think we're going to see a, another nine commit stretch in 11 days, but um, yeah, I mean, I think kind of just w- running this down a little bit, you know, I think obviously a, a guy like Caleb Jackson would come in and, and be a huge addition, you know, to go with Trey Holly, you know, two Louisiana players and uh, at the running back spot, LSU obviously has great history with, recruiting Louisiana running backs and and developing them into NFL talent and you know when you bring in Frank Wilson you know that's kind of the kind of the goal I mean he's a guy that's shown over his career to really recruit you know doesn't really matter if they're a three-star or a five-star guy you know he does a really nice job of recruiting the guys that he thinks fits the program and coaches them up and, and sends them on to their next level so you know I do think that would be a huge addition. It does sound like um, you know, LSU's kind of in a little bit of a battle there. Um, but you know, I do think it, you know, we'll will we'll obviously find out tomorrow. But yeah, I do we'll think see. LSU's in a good spot there. Um so you know, that's 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 pretty much my my roundup on on Jackson. But um yeah. If if he commits to A to and M tomorrow, do we just leave? i don't know i mean i guess i mean maybe asking about max johnson i don't know yeah well no
0: we'll get we, we i guess we would get some quotes for the AM side yeah, yeah 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 I
1: think a&m's yeah the other big player here to watch for but I,
0: yeah i just i was just looking at around i know he visited alabama on june 24th um so maybe you know maybe they'll in there i don't know how many hats they'll have up there. i don't know I, don't, I have no clue what he'll do but um as far as like how it's gonna go about but they are two crystal balls in for lsu so We'll see if those are correct. But yeah, that's going to be one to watch for Tuesday. Um, obviously, if they got both of those, that would continue the run, quote unquote. Um, but I want to talk about offensive line now because we knew coming into it is like there's whenever I did that that class prediction, I had this long list of like defensive linemen, long list of offensive linemen. Defensive line is, I don't want to say it's done, but you know, it's four of them in, in this month. It feels like it's time for the offensive line to get some. Glenn, um, what what do what do you think about? I have some names here. Uh, Chase, uh, Bis- I can't say his name. Bisantus, Bisantus, I think is his name. Yeah, there you go. Chase Bessantus. uh Zalens Heard, uh, Tyree Adams are two names that we uh, kind of I think are both crystal ball to LSU. I think there's an expectation that they commit to L- to LSU at some point. Um, so you have those three right there. Uh, I might be missing one or two, but you do, we, do you think this month uh, we will see them start to make inroads on the offensive line?
1: Uh, not, I mean, not sure if it'll be this month, but you know, I think that's probably the one position moving forward that you absolutely have to get a lot of. I mean, I'm, I remember talking back with, with Pulley, and again, back in April, he mentioned that they want at least four offensive linemen in this next class. And so um, I, I do think that that's going to be kind of the, the next position of focus. Obviously, Brad Davis is one of the um, great offensive line recruiters in the country. Um, and, you know, he's got some really great local talent here to work with. Um, I think, obviously, the, the big focus is Allen's Heard. Um, that's going to be a huge uh, – no, another Neville player, uh, you know, to go along with Will Campbell. That would be really a nice little one-two punch in back-to-back years uh, there. Uh, Tyree Adams, obviously, a, a, another New Orleans player, another New Orleans prospect who's, you know, kind of rising up boards. I think he was a, he might've been even a three-star player, you know, this time last year. And I think he's up to a four-star level now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a guy who's, you know, really improved over the last year. And so I do think those, getting those two Louisiana guys is going to be huge, but, um, you know, I also wouldn't be surprised if they dip out of state, if they dip into the transfer portal, um, at one point, you know, just, uh. To really make this, you know, you know, really beef this group up. I'm, I'm just really, you know, that that's the one position group that has a lot of bodies in there, but just not a lot of experience. And so, if you know, some of these guys like a uh, Cardell Thomas can finally pop for the program. If, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Bradford can come back and 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 be kind of show show some more consistent signs of who he could have been. Um, you know, last year, you know, I think you know there there's some really good tools to work with there. Um, you know, they they, they you know Emory Jones, a young freshman like Emory Jones, can maybe pop. I mean, obviously we know Will Campbell is going to be probably your starting left tackle. That's a great great guy to have for the next two or three years. Or so, um, but you know, there's just not in, much in the way of experience on this team right now that you really feel confident about going forward. So you got to really build it up, you know, as 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 much as you can uh, to feel good about yourselves moving forward. So, and what we know is, you know, they, they do a really good job. You know, Brian Kelly has a history of, um, you know, bringing in some great offensive linemen and having the right people around him to be able to, Mm -hmm. you know, coach them up and put them in the NFL. So that's going to be really, really interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I think you covered it well. Uh, 2023 defense lineman, Xavier uh, McLeod is another name I'm, I'm looking at, um, you know, not sure if or when he would commit, but that's a name that I've been tracking. I think I had him on my prediction piece as well. so, and nothing's really changed on that front over the past couple weeks.
1: I think there's a guy named Fields, Ethan Fields, too. Um, that's somebody that I think Sonny yeah. kind of wrote about a little bit. Um, just another name to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I think offensive line, you've gotta you've gotta really attack that group moving forward. I think that's gotta be the one position group that you're like. Okay, we need to put a lot of focus and emphasis on bringing that those guys in here.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it feels like it's it's time. It's like all the other position groups have had their moments in the sun. It's like, all right, it's going to be I'm not saying that they have to do anything like it doesn't matter when they get commitments, obviously, it's just getting them, but it does feel like it's time. So
1: this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
0: is quarterback glenn we couldn't go podcast without talking about the quarterback position here um dante moore commits to oregon uh as we know Jaden rashada will not be going to lsu so um also the kansas quarterback avery johnson committed to kansas state as we expected i kind of just threw had his name in there just as someone to watch so i and obviously i think they're, they're reaching out to other quarterbacks in this class as well uh maybe you can expand expand on that but uh, I, we've talked about Ricky Collins before, um, and then there's been some people saying that he's solid, he's going to Purdue no matter what. It Do we feel like they even get a quarterback in this class?
1: Yeah, so I do think it's kind of coming down to a, a you know, just you're kind of running out of options now, but uh, I do think Ricky Collins and, and then Brock Glenn is a guy that they've recently uh, announced, uh, you know, or, or have an offer out for. Um, but they've gotten into his recruiting process pretty late as well, so it's, there's going to be some uphill work to do there. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think if you put the full full court press on uh, on Ricky Collins and you you, know, you 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 really recruit him hard over the next several months, I, mean, I do think there's a possibility he could switch. But you know, look, F- Purdue feels. I mean, he feels really good about Purdue. I know I know that from you know just talking with with people at LSU and you know with with, with Sonny, some of the things that he's heard as well. Um, you know, he's kind of in a position where, you know, hey, if they really want me that bad, they've got to start really recruiting me and so mm-hmm. uh, recruiting me harder. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see just do they really feel like they need a quarterback in this class is going to be the question. And I think, you know, I, I've kind of come back around on it a little bit. I, I think you, you, you'd like to have a, class, a quarterback in this class, but also at the end of the day, if you don't, I think you have – you know, two very good options here for the next several years. I mean, Nussmeier and Howard uh, should should give you some, you know, really good just feelings about the future of that position and what it looks like for the next two or three years. And, um, you know, I think, uh, um, you know, you can really kind of put your focus into 2024 if you really feel like you're not going to land one of those elite or one of those remaining guys um, in the 2023 class and, and you know I don't think it would be a huge disappointment to not land a quarterback in this class just because you, know, you got your five-star guy last year and Walker Howard a guy you think is going to be the you know a multi-year starter for you and so you know you put him with with Nussmeier for the next you know however long he's here as well next two years three years whatever it is um, I think you can feel good about that quarterback spot and really allow your kind of main focus to go on maybe the future of that position in next class and classes after that.
0: Yeah. It would be awkward if it's, if you end the season and let's say in theory, Brennan and Daniels are gone and then you'd only have two. Yeah. Um, obviously you want three, I think ideally at least. Um so the so transfer then, portal's for. Yeah. Right? It's like, obviously. then do you go portal? But at that point, you know, we assume Nussmeier and Howard to be, I don't want to say they'd be ready for the next season, but you know, you have to look into it all of this when you're recruiting, right? You have to look two or three years down the line and that's what recruiting is. Um, I never thought that the quarterback position was a must have in this. And I, am not of the belief that they need to look much farther than Ricky Collins. Like if you're going to get a quarterback, Ricky Collins is about as low as you go, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that there's not going to be good quarterbacks that come out of like the 20 to 25 range and whatnot. But to me, Ricky Collins, the 11th rated quarterback by 24, the 11th rated by the composite. I mean, you look at him. I mean, that's pretty much where I would go. I don't think you need to force yourself to go and take, A guy like Brock Glenn, who is rated the 18th ranked quarterback, who I think Auburn's in on. I think there's some other guys in on, but I just don't think you need to force the issue here. I think you have quarterbacks here. And if you need a third quarterback, you can get a young quarterback from the transfer portal. You can get any quarterback you want, basically, from the transfer portal. Like, there's, you can probably put in, like, oh, yeah, I want like a freshman that, uh, played like two games like you could probably customize the damn filters with the transfer form nowadays and i'm sure you can get someone so yeah. i just don't think it's the end of the world if they don't get one and um, I've, i'm looking at right now 31 of the top three 33 quarterbacks in the country are committed at this point so yeah either you get ricky collins or i think you just let it go
1: yeah i mean and look i mean you know just the the things that we've heard about you know the, the quarter of the young quarterbacks they have i mean like Nussmeyer could be ready this year. Like, there's yeah. a legit possibility Nussmeyer comes in this fall, blows the coaching staff away, and is your opening day starter as a as a redshirt freshman. So um, that that is very much in play. And so, you know, I, I do think that if you feel that way now, you'll definitely feel that way a year from now, even if he's not the starter this year. So, um, yeah, I think they're in a great spot quarterback wise, and um, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a really Interesting battle, and in next 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 year between Howard and Nussmeyer. I think that's kind of what I think we're we're setting up for. But um, you know, again, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. But you know, I think uh, LSU's in a great spot w- with that position. I think it's it's one of those you know position groups now that always feel, felt like a, a one that LSU was not on good solid ground with. And I think the last you know year, year or two, you know, they 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 felt really good heading into the season about their options now it's just about keeping some of these guys healthy uh getting them you know some some quality reps and seeing who wins out in the fall
0: yeah and last thing i'll say is when we talk about the 2024 class sloan has already joe sloan has already made significant inroads on those i think i i wrote the story i think i think it was something like he's hosted he hosted like 17 of the top 30 quarterbacks of the 2024 class and it was like some crazy number like nine of the top 15 like he's host he's already hosted all these guys he's already made connections with them he's already started recruiting all these 2024 guys whether it gets Ricky Collins or not it's the 2024 class that's going to decide to me you know how we evaluate Joe Sloan like he has to yeah. that 2024 class you know we've heard all the names already that's the class that you're going to look at and be like he has to get one of these big big fish to me and, so and I didn't
1: write this in my piece but on the board I did post like I think the 2024 class as a whole is when you're really going to start to see what the trajectory of this LSU recruiting, you know, cycle looks like moving forward. Just because you have multi years now to build relationship with those players. I mean, they came in with 2022, they were scrambling. 2023, I mean, you already have some relationships built, but you know, a lot of these guys, you know, you're you're, you're building just like for a year at a time. I think with this 2024 class, you have you know two, you know, three years now. Uh, to, to really recruit these players and and get them you know to to buy into what you're preaching and so i do think that that next class is going to be really a, a great indicator of what the future looks like in terms of what they're they're looking for and their recruits moving forward
0: and uh and recruiting louisiana not thinking yeah. right like that that's where i think it shows the most is you yeah. can build a high school relationship you can start recruiting guys when they're freshmen sophomores we see uh frank wilson i believe one of the running backs he had um, my, his name is escaping me, uh, and, the, at, and the elite camp was 2026 or 2025. And it's like, all right, that's what you can start doing when you're here and you are uh, building those relationships through LSU. Uh, Early. Early. Yeah. yeah. So, um, all right, that's all we got on the recruiting front. Real quick, we'll, we'll preview some SEC media days. We still don't know who's coming with Brian Kelly to Atlanta, but we will both be there. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I think Lane Kiffin is also on that day, Glenn. I don't know if you knew that. So, uh, And then I think it's Drinkwitz is the third. Man. And so uh, he's
1: he's a character a little bit, right? Isn't he? <laughs> right. He's, is, I don't he's know. I character can't character. remember. Honestly, I can't remember all, all these guys. But um, we're going to have to do some rock, paper, scissors on who's driving, though. You want to do that right now? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this who?
0: <laughs> who who's, oh, I'm who's... not
1: driving the whole way. I'm not driving nine hours here. Okay. All right. You you've been on the road a lot. I may I might have to get suckered into making that drive, but you know, that, that just means you're going to have to be on the board all day cuz I'll be in the, the car driving. So. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, we we'll do like a Q&A. We'll get a Q&A going. Yeah. During good. The, during the drive. And we'll, well, we'll we'll ask you
1: guys that. for some good uh, road tunes too. Maybe that'll be a good Yeah, give us a playlist cool. or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Isn't, yeah, isn't uh Oh no. Mullins is the one that showed up in Darth Vader. <laughs> and then drink with trolled yeah. him for it. I was like, I knew there yeah. was some connection yes. there.
1: Yes, yes, There was, there was definitely that, that was definitely going on. Um, okay, that was a couple years ago when things were maybe a little bit lighter on the Florida front, but <laughs> but you know, not not so much anymore. That's oh, God. That's, Yo, uh, man, that's that's. that's really I'm gonna be great. interested. In Napier, I, I want to see how Napier handles his first SEC media days too. I mean, we'll probably be in the car or back in Baton Rouge by then, but certainly yeah. we'll be tuning in. Uh, yeah, that's so gonna be fellow interesting. Fellow Louisiana interesting. coach handles his first year in the SEC. That'll be interesting to follow. So
0: I mean, this is cause they didn't have it in person last year either, right? It's the past two years they haven't had it in
1: person. I think so. They might have. I definitely didn't go last year if they did. Um yeah, I've kind of watched I think the last couple of years, you know, just following it from home. But yeah, you know. I think so so
0: yeah we will be there we will be there so you can follow all the content at go 247com Uh check out our board become a subscriber if you're not already i believe you get a dollar for the uh, a month for a dollar so check that out follow us on twitter at go 247 um a subscribe leave a like sh- comment share subscribe all that good stuff we appreciate y'all for joining us and we'll talk to y'all later
1: this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else